Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. And I'm Will. And in this episode, we're going to be covering our last week's locks, as long as this week's locks of the week for the NFL. We're going to cover a couple more games in the NFL for week 14, which is the last week of the regular season for fantasy football. And then we're going to get into a little bit of Celtics talk as they're on their little West Coast road trip and maybe a couple possible trades that we could see from the Celtics before the trade deadline. So let's do let's it. Let's do it. With the third pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. All right, we're going to start with um, last week's locks of the week. We had two. Um, Mm -hmm. I had Pats plus two and a half over the Bills and Chargers plus three over the Bengals. Both of those hit. Um, We'll start with, I'd say, the least interesting game first. Chargers plus three over the Bengals. Um, I think only at one point in the game, I think that was before halftime, where that was in doubt. Yeah. I mean, they killed them. They kind of took – they killed them. It was like 41 to like – 41 to 22. 41 to 20, 22, yeah. So that there was no chance at all after yeah. they after they took a decent lead, there was no chance of them coming back. So it was yeah, 16 Herbert, nothing in the first, and then I believe it went it was 16 to eight, and then they scored 13, and the game was over. Yeah. So yeah, Herbert threw for three touchdowns. Uh, threw a pick as well. Eckler ran one in. I want to say he caught one for a touchdown too. Um, Overall, it was just, like, an offensive explosion. And they didn't do too bad on defense, seeing, like, the Bengals had the ball a lot because the Chargers were just steady scoring. And, and you only gave up three points to one of the better offenses in the – or not three points, but three three overall touchdowns um, yeah. to one of the better offenses in the league. So I, this was overall, like, a really good win for the Chargers. And now they're at seven, seven and five. Like, they're not just looking too bad at all. In their division. It's very, very solid. Um, and then the other game, uh, the Pats in the Bills game, which was by far, I think, game of the week, in my opinion. Yeah. I wanted to bring this um, up. Solely wanted... based off of, like, weather factor. And, yeah. like, it just – it felt like a Super Bowl, if that makes sense. It, like, well, just, like it, – it, like, the intensity was, like, there, but it was also just, like, the challenging factor. Like, it was just, like – it just seemed difficult for both teams. And like, that's what like a Super Bowl kind of looks like. Yeah. Well, it was, if you, you guys definitely already know about it, but if you don't, it there was pretty much a blizzard in Buffalo. The winds were insane. Like kicking before the game was impossible, but it kind of calmed down by the start of game time, which I feel like always happens nowadays. Like it, yeah. it's windy. And like, we saw the videos from uh, like big cat and PFT of like, 
literally it was snowing sideways. People, the kickers were kicking like 15 yarders and the wind would just like stop it. Like it was a wall, but yeah, it was so funny. Like, I, I, I didn't forgot. think there was going to be a single field goal made, but there was actually three Nick Folk hitting two of them, but I don't think he did enough for you will in fantasy, right? You had Nick Folk. No, I think Darren did. Darren did. Yes. Darren had Nick Folk. He needed like 30 points from him. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, he hit a 41 yarder. So like not that bad, but on, on the off on the offensive side of the ball for the Buffalo bills, it was just terrible. Josh Allen threw for 145 yards in a game where it's snowing, it's windy. You should be rushing. They didn't even hit a hundred yards rushing. And and Josh Allen was their lead rusher with 39 yards. I mean, you really. I I wanted to talk about that too because, well, two sides of the rushing thing. Because I believe last episode we brought up, or two episodes ago, we brought up the whole Bill situation and why they're not good is because they only pass the ball Mm -hmm. for the most part, or they're very pass dominant and they can't get the run going. And then they still pass and like they have to get very lucky for someone to be like, we don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, and I was, and I think we both said that once they play a team with a good defense that actually understands what's going to happen, they're, they're just done for. Right. So I mean, like Patriots, that's basically what Patriots, happened. On the Monday. Patriots showed, the Patriots showed that they're just straight up better than the Bills. Um, and, and it's pretty obvious because when the, when the Patriots, the Patriots main thing is rushing as it has been for many of the past, like, I, I want to say the past five years, like the the Patriots run game has been what's kind of carrying them, obviously, like with Tom Brady. But when Tom Brady really couldn't get things going, he didn't have many weapons. They were running the ball. Right. And, yeah. and this is still the case as they have Damian Harris. They have Ramondre Stevenson, who I love. And I think he should get he, he did get the um, he actually got most of the carries. He didn't get the most yards, but the past few weeks, I feel like Brandon Bolden's been getting more reps than him. But I want to see Ramondre Stevenson take like first team, second team, lowest reps. Like, I think Ramondre Stevenson, I've said this since the beginning of the year, and he got hurt, obviously, during the season two. I think Ramondre Stevenson has the potential to be one of the best running backs in the league. Like, I actually love Ramondre Stevenson. He runs hard. He He can catch passes. He does pretty much everything. Um, He didn't catch any passes in this game because Mack only threw three attempts. But that was the thing about the – about the the pats it was obviously not going to be an offensive game they have a way better defense they're going to settle down they're just going to run the hell out of the ball that's what they did they had 46 rushing attempts i want to say they had 37 straight attempts at one point in the game and they had they averaged almost five yards per attempt so on 46 attempt for uh 222 yards dude it looked like a game of madden 19 if I'm going to be honest. Yes, when just like the run game was insane. With, you just run um, halfback dives was, the entire game. And, and who was that running back on that in 19? Who was just like Eric Dickerson? Eric, Eric Dickerson literally made it so not fun. Like that's what the Patriots did to the Bills. I just can't believe the Bills didn't even run for over 100 yards. Like that's something you have to do in these games. If you can't run for over 100 yards in these games, like what are you going to do in – in games where like you actually have to get the run game going in a playoff situation. Cause this, well, this like is a played, playoff situation the, between the past. They played the, the bucks. They played the bucks this week. And that's another great defense. I think, like, I, I get it. Like where they the don't need to are literally run the ball or I, they definitely will. I, I just like, they, that's a situation where they don't have to run the ball in order to like, even have a chance to win the game. Like they can obviously pass, but they're at a heavy yeah. disadvantage against that defense that they're forced to pass as well. I mean, the thing is, the Bucs have one of the best run defenses ever. So it's like their run game isn't going to get going. So it's going to be obvious that they're passing. The The difficult yeah. thing for the Bucs is that they actually don't have great DBs, but the pressure they bring is insane, and it helps the DBs out a lot. And that Bucks run defense or run offense is very good as well. And we saw clearly the Bills' run defense isn't that good because the Pats put up five yards of carry on a game where it was – pretty damn obvious that they were running the ball. Mac Jones only threw they the ran, ball three times. I think one of the last three possessions that, that the Pats got, I think they only got a field goal off of one of them. And it was literally just because they needed to pick the left hash yep. to kick from in order to like kick. But they ran all the way down the field. They like switched it up when they were in 
like inside of their own 50. And then as soon as they like were about to cross over the 50, they ran the same play to the right side of the field six times. Yes, bro. And, and the they didn't like stop the it. Pass. They got like seven to eight yards a chunk every exactly. single play. And the thing that I like about the Pats is that in the first and the second quarter, when they were like, when they knew it was just a run game, they ran so many different run plays. Like they, yeah. we were seeing Johnu Smith get a carry, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Like we were seeing Mac Jones try to move a little bit. <laughs> like they were like really trying different things. Whereas the Bills were like, no, we're going to pass the ball. They took 30 attempts, only completed 15 of them for 145 yards. Yeah, and, and it, it just like, like it really wasn't good at all. And like I was really confused. Like I, I was confused the whole time because apparently, like the Pats were playing with the wind at their back during the first half. I yes. think it was first quarter. And uh, first quarter, and I was like, why didn't they decide to just pass a little bit and get like some points out or like get deep, like just to score? But then they just ran and they were fine. I was like, okay, yeah, it just didn't even matter. Like they didn't even take the risk. Yeah, they didn't need to clearly as they won fourteen to ten. Will. You had a clean sweep. You went two for two on your lock of the weeks. Moving on to mine, however, um, <laughs> we went we went one for two. Not bad, but Will is in the lead officially with seven wins or seven hits. I have five hits. Um, I'm going to start things off. Ravens minus four and a half over the Steelers. Overall, it was an awful game from both sides. The Steelers' defense played very well. The Ravens' offense played very not well. It was as simple as that. It was another another one of those games where you see a run team not get the run game going. This is like the opposite of the Bills, but they did the same thing as the Bills. They only ran for 107 yards, and that, that's a part of the Steelers' defense, obviously. They have a very good defense. But Baltimore, um, Baltimore, like their team, is a run offense team. Yeah, you know? heavily. And when they can't get the run going, they're screwed too. But the good thing about the Ravens, Will, is that they can get the run going. They just couldn't this week. They only ran for 170 yards, as I said. They only ran for one touchdown. Um, Latavius Murray only got two carries. Devontae Freeman had 14 carries, but really didn't do anything with it. Lamar Jackson didn't have a terrible day in the air. He threw for a touchdown, threw one pick as well. Um, I don't want to say he got outplayed by Ben Roethlisberger because he didn't, like at all. And I don't think Ben Roethlisberger will outplay anybody for the rest of the season. All the wins that the Pittsburgh Steelers have for the rest of the season, and honestly, I'm going to put it on the whole season. Every win they have this season is because of that defense or Najee Harris. Literally, he just takes the whole team. Like, they just he just is in the entire game. And I'm I mean, like, think oh, about boy. it, because Pittsburgh doesn't even really have that great of an offensive line, Will, and Najee Harris is putting up these numbers. Imagine what he'd do with an offensive line. Yeah, I know. Like, imagine if he was anywhere else that had, like, a decent run system. Well, they have a good run system, I would say, but just no line. To they don't really have, from, they don't but, have like, the great offensive linemen that they did a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the first one did not hit. My second lock of the week did hit, and I told, told you this one was for sure a lock. I actually thought both of them were for sure a lock, to be honest. But um, the Dolphins – Minus four against the New York football giants, and the Dolphins came through for me once again. They're now six and seven, Will. Are you nervous? They're six and seven. Not, not at all. Okay, I was, I was wondering because I am. I'd be. Um, <laughs> Tua, Tua threw 30 for 41, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Glennon. It's not bad. Mike Glennon got hurt. He's in concussion protocol, but he played the whole game. So I don't know how that worked. Like, I guess maybe just <laughs> after the game, they realized that. So Jake, Jake from Jake from state farm is going to be playing quarterback for the New York giants um, here in week 14, but to go a little bit more in this game, Miami just threw the hell out of the ball. Like it was as simple as that. And um, who was the corner? I think it was Logan Ryan. He was uh, making fun of Tua. He was like, yeah, uh, I'm the, I'm the giants emergency quarterback. Like if, if you need a, if you need a quarterback, I'm kind of like Tua. Like I just throw, I'm lefty and I throw like two yard routes. So that's what he said. But Tua came in, threw for 244 yards, um, connected with Waddle nine times for 90 yards. Um, Devontae Parker had five receptions for 62 yards. Gasecki did his part 
I mean, they kind of got it going all over the place on in the air. Their defense played very good against Mike Glennon as well, which should happen. But, yeah, it was overall just a great dub. Yeah, so no, that, that, I did see some of that game. That was It was go, a decent game. Go Fins. I guess so. I have a Tua jersey, so he better do good. I bought <laughs> a Tua jersey one day at uh, Olympia Sports before it, like, closed down forever. <laughs> yeah. Huge sale. Huge sale. I got it for, like, 40 bucks. But it's, like, a brand-new Nike jersey. I got, like, the two, like, the short sleeve baseball jerseys. One was a dollar. It was Ken Griffey. That's <laughs> fire, though. Like, Olympia Sports had – there's still one – there's still one in the Cape Cod Mall, which is, like, insane. That's the one I got it from. That's yes. the one I got it from. I think that's the only <laughs> Olympia Sports <laughs> they, they, in existence. They, they, and they, they still have deals. And they still have deals, and they restock every. Dude, it's like they don't have enough racks for the amount of shit that they have at that store. Dude, it it wasn't even on a rack. I think they brought it out in whatever rack they had from the back and just put it in the middle of the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Because my Tua jersey, my Tua jersey was like hanging on like a pole, and it was like it was just it was like an assortment. Yeah, that's how NFL jerseys sixty percent off, and I was like sixty (laughs) percent off. And it was a brand new Tua like, jersey. It was just like it was literally like the the month after he got drafted. Yeah, no, it was so weird because I walked in there and it was like in the winter time. Yeah, and so it was like buy one. It was just random jerseys, and it said buy one get one a dollar. I was like, what? Yeah, like you're making some great profit over there. But shout out Tua, um, and I have your jersey. I honestly like that's like the one jersey I wish I didn't buy. As a person that has a lot of jerseys, because, like, why did I even do that? Like, I wasn't even, like, a great big – like, I'm not a big Alabama fan. I'm actually a Coastal Carolina guy, as you guys know. Um, So, I'll be getting my Grayson McCall jersey whenever he goes to the league, because he will be going to the league, because he's better than Zach Wilson, and it showed. Um, But, anyways, we got an interesting slate of games ahead. Actually, Will, before we get into the slate of games and our locks of the week, I want to say – um. New Orleans Saints at New York Jets. I will be at that game in MetLife in the Meadowlands at New Jersey. Um, The day before is Army-Navy. So I'm going to be going to Army-Navy on Saturday. Go Army, beat Navy. I'm going to be going to the Saints against the Jets on Sunday. It's going to be a great one. It's game of the week, game of the year, Saints-Jets. So I'll be there. Um, I guess I'm gonna pick the Saints. Like I'm gonna, I'll bet on the Saints to make it interesting. I think they're only minus like six and a half or five and a half. I mean, both teams suck. Yeah, but I'm going. Like, yeah, there's exactly. nobody stopping me. Nothing like going to an NFL game, especially if I can get out of the state. You yeah, know, that that would be good. Yeah, Since you're already wants. gonna be there too, so like, I'm actually well. I'm not a big fan of um, Gillette stadium like i'll be honest like as a neutral viewer when i go to these games like when i go to a pats game like i don't hate the patriots but i don't really like them like i actually kind of like them but like when i go to a pats game like when when we went to pats or when i went to pats bucks um like i just i was just there to see like tom brady break the record and then i was just like if whoever wins like if the pats wins it's sick if the pats win it's sick but like if the bucks win which they did like cool like they won like, I'm going to this game, and I literally could not care less. I'm just going to go to MetLife again. Last time I was at MetLife, it was for Super Bowl 48, which was, like, the greatest day of my life. So there's going to be some memories walking in that parking lot. And uh, I actually have pretty good seats for both games. So you guys on uh, Inside the Five Pod Instagram, you'll see some Insta stories on that. Um, that so was a big weekend ahead. Yeah, that was, I was going to say, that, that Super Bowl got mentioned on Monday Night Football by Joe Buck. On the Peyton cast. I, I watched that. the Peyton cast. That was the funniest thing ever. I watched Can you actually talk about it? Because I haven't watched the Peyton cast ever. Or the the Peyton cast. cast. Okay. The Manning cast. I don't know why I call it the Peyton cast. I've been calling it the Peyton cast yeah, for like so yeah. long. But, but the Manning cast. The Manning cast experience is like no other. I'm going to just say that. It's awesome. It's almost. It's awesome. I think it's better than watching. It, it has... You know that feel from Red Zone where you hear the announcers and then you also hear the goat himself speak? Scott? To us? Yes. Mr. Scott, hands in? 
Yes. Yes. And you know, and then sometimes there's just like nothing really happening. It's just like a blank space and you're just like watching the game and do your own thoughts. And it's just like, cool. Like, like you're just taking in the game. It's kind of like that, but it's just the Manning brothers talking the entire (sighs) time. And like they're having a casual conversation and they're like, Oh, I think like this is going to happen. And they're like, they're like having fun. It's like watching the game with like your friends. If that makes sense. Except well, you just don't know who they are like that. Um, here's how I'm going to put it. You ready? Mm-hmm. On a scale of I'm, – I'm going to break this down from a scale. On a scale of Al Michaels – I don't really like Al Michaels. Al Michaels to Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Like, what's that? Like, 1 to 10, what are you rating it? Okay, um, because they have the guests, they definitely get more points, 100%. That's true. That's true. Like, are they better than any announcer? Like, is it more entertaining? Be honest. I think, I think for the Monday night crew, they're the, by far the most entertaining crew. Yeah, I don't really like the Monday night crew anyways. The, that's, like, I wasn't a huge – I'm not a huge fan of the Monday night crew. So, like, they, they automatically – Who's that, Al Michaels? That that's what I said, right? I don't even like I Al think Michaels. so. It, they change it like every other year for some reason. I think they have like a couple, a couple of duos, and they like swap off each week. Yeah, they do. And then they also, um, who does Thursday night? Is that Nance? I think it's Nance Fox? and Romo. No, it's not Nance and Romo. No, it's is it Chris Collinsworth? It could be. I don't know. I think they're they're somewhere near. I don't think they're they're not better than Romo or Nance. They're not better than Romo or Nance. Who does it with Aikman? Aikman does Fox. Aikman does Fox. I'm having like a really tough time figuring this out. Troy Aikman, who does he work with? Who does he works Troy with Fox? Aikman? It's he works Joe with... Buck and Troy Aikman. Yes, Joe Buck was Joe Buck was the guest. I, did I say Nance by accident? No, you said Joe Buck. I might have. I said Joe Buck. Okay, so like there, I think they're just underneath them. Okay, okay, that's fair. I'm actually like because I is there I, any I more? enjoy watching Buck. And When's Aikman the next Manning cast? Because they, do they don't do it every week. Monday. It always it's not every week. No. Oh, I didn't know that. They should do it every week. No, they signed like a deal. They signed like a deal to do a, a specific amount of games. ESPN screwed that one up. <laughs> like they should do every game, every Monday. It's one game a week. It's they are set to broadcast game. ten of the seventeen Monday Night Football games. Oh, okay, um, then that's not awful. It? Then it should be like more, but. Oh, the, okay. Their their weeks um nine through seventeen, but week eighteen there will be no. Oh, there isn't any Monday Night Football week eighteen anyway. So through for the rest of the year they're here. So perfect. So I think I'll be, I'll be tuning like, in next week. Like honestly, no matter the game, because like to be fair, Monday Night was a good game. It felt good. Obviously, Monday Night. Games, well, like, Monday Night is interest. Rams cards this week. Like that's gonna be fantastic. So like even if it's a bad game, games. I still think they'll make the game better because of the guests as well. And I thought the guests made it perfect. But what if it's a good game? Like, will they still make the game better? I still think it would be entertaining. It'll be 10 times better than whoever's doing the game normally on ESPN. You sold me. I'm watching that. All right. But anyway, I definitely recommend. Oh, yeah. But the Super Bowl was that was mad funny, though. But just like roasted pain so bad. Yeah. He was like, because they asked, I saw the clip of it and they asked, um, like, have you ever, like, thought about, like, or, like, thought about, like, wanting to have guests in during, like, some uh, dull periods of games? And he was, like, the only time I've ever thought about that was when you guys lost in the Super Bowl by, like, 40. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he, he was, like, I was, I was, like, I watched it. I was, like, he did not just say that. On yeah. Actually ruthless. People are ruthless on the Manning cast. There's, like, a lot of clips <laughs> from the Manning cast where people just roast them. Like, yeah, it's I know. Roast really. them. It's... 
It's all right. But but my lock of the week will take place during the Manning cast as the uh, Arizona Cardinals are home against the LA Rams. It's going to be a huge divisional matchup. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half points, and I'm going to be taking that. Like, just straight up. I don't even want to cover it. I'm just saying it. I'm manifesting it. Cool. Um, I got the Cowboys minus four and a half over the football team. Um, so honestly, I only have one thing to say. It's a must-win game. That's it is a must-win game. Because, I mean, the Cowboys Because this is the time of year where they play the freaking roulette. Okay, let's see how many wins everyone has in the division. And then it's usually like some screwy thing. Yeah. So, so the Cowboys play the football team, then the Giants, then the football team again. And then they're going to lose to the Cardinals, and then they play the Eagles. Like these are, you're going to the, like, the, the, if the you're last, the Giants, the if you're the Cowboys, the five games are must-win games. The last four, yes, exactly. If you win four of the last five games, you're a twelve-win team. Like you're a good, solid team. And I think they and can. Like four of the last and I think five they are easy wins. The I only game ben that I think they should lose 18. is Cardinals. I want to see Ben DiNucci in Week 18. Yeah, I honestly hope so. I like hope <laughs> I like. I want to see Gucci Danucci back in action. They're only two games ahead of Washington. So if they can beat them twice, I mean, that's pretty much over. Um, if they yeah. beat Philly week 18, I think Willie will, Philly will already be out by week 18, to be honest. And New York is just gone. The Giants are just done. Like, they're yeah. done. So yeah. So I think there's nothing really to worry about there. I think these are two locks that are going to hit. I think my game might be a little closer, though. Because my game always seems to be a little bit closer. But it's a close spread as well. So that's why I picked it. Moving on. We got a little bit of Celtics talk. They're on a West game. West, Western road. Like a little road trip. You know, a little Western West Coast road trip that started in Utah. Um, where they lost. It's the classic winter. It's the classic winter West yes. Coast road trip. Yes. They lost in Utah. Then they beat Portland which is rare. Portland wins a lot of games at home. And then they lost to the Lakers. Jason Tatum was in and out of that game, though. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Which I was surprised because he like did really good. Yeah. And then, um, and then we lost to the Clippers as well. (coughs) And now we play Phoenix on Friday and then we're back to back to home. So, so the the one thing I wanted to comment. So mm-hmm. Lakers game, I didn't watch all of it. I watched some of it. Um, I tuned into the Celtics game last night against the Clippers. I think towards the end of the first quarter, and I watched almost the whole game. At one point, I got very upset, and I was just like, I can't do this to myself anymore. And yep. that's how you know it's bad because I haven't been able to watch that many games. Yeah, that's so, that's like, true. Like uh, it, it just because like one, I, well, one, I'm not at school at the moment, so like I can actually watch them. I don't have to worry about trying to how to stream it and stuff like that. So, right. So, one, I was extremely upset. Why did they let Brandon Boston look like he was the best player alive? I so well, I actually don't watch the game but, because I had a class early, so I saw that he bugged out. But like, how? oh my god, he was like, was he, he was actually like spazzing? Un- he was unreal. Like he was like he, he he had like emotion, energy, and he was like talking, talking his shit, and he was playing well. And it was just like he like embodied like a fantastic basketball player. Not that he isn't, but it's just like, right. why did we allow him to keep going? Yeah, it, it's like yeah, one of those situations where it's like that should it was be just, an easy stop. So why didn't we do it? I don't I don't know. He was like playing fantastic defense and he was like shooting lights out behind the arc. Like he would just he was taking deep threes and making them. And like it like yeah, it was his job. Nuts. Like he like he does that like on the daily. And then he was like he was getting in people's faces. He was doing like his thing and we just didn't decide to do anything about it. And like 
we didn't look completely flat. We just didn't look fantastic. It was like sloppy from us. And then also there was a few like the classic situation between no one knows how to call a charge or a blocking foul. So they just don't call anything. Like I, like a lot, the second half, I think I watched six times where like three people were on the ground and they just kept playing. And I was like, are we not going to call a foul? And then there was also two techs that were called. I have no idea what they were on. There was one play Uh that literally, I think Tatum got a tech. He literally took a layup and then ran back on defense and they gave him a tech. I don't know if he said something. Or not? Yeah, it was just so weird. That's a, that, that's like, like an know, interesting game. But it was just a it was just a weird like feeling, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time we play the every I mean we don't play the Clippers often, but I feel like every time we play the Clippers, it's just like games just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel, you know like, what I'm I, to, I feel like, like when I watch Celtics games, games just don't make sense ever. That's every also time I watch true. A Celtics game. That, that is like, also true. Nothing ever makes sense that happens in a Celtics game. I just don't understand it. Like Schroeder played well. Like he looked good. I was happy about Schroeder's it. Schroeder's good. All looked fine. No, I totally agree. And I was just like, I just like I don't I don't understand. Like there's no way to describe it. Like you have to. Like, people who aren't Celtics fans and watch Celtics games, they, they like, understand. And, like, you can't explain it to a, right. a Celtics fan because it just doesn't make sense. It does not make sense at all. Um, But what I really want to talk about with the Celtics, Will, was there was big news in the NBA, and that is the Pacers are ready to dump. Okay, I have a massive problem with them. I think every Celtics fan should have a massive problem with the Pacers because of that. The wait, what? Because every Celtics fan, the last who, any Celtics fan who has paid attention to the Pacers and us trade rumors the last four years should have a massive problem with them because we've been trying to get Miles Turner for the last three years, and they said, "Oh, we want we want Jalen Brown and like Smart and a pick yes. for Miles Turner." And now they're like, oh, we just want to get rid of them and start over. Like, are you shitting me? You should have started over three years ago. Yeah, so, yeah, so, exactly. The The Pacers have now decided that they are moving toward rebuild. Um, they're accepted to trade talks um, centered on Karis LeVert. Um, they're also willing to give up DeMontis Sabonis, who's an all-star, and Miles Turner, who's a, who's a very talented player. So, first off, I want to ask you, Karis LeVert had a question. Like, he's obviously an awesome player. But there's no possible way that we can fit Karis LeVert onto our team. No, we can. I like honestly, like I would love to have all three. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I would love to have all three. Like, right? I so, think any team would like to have all three. We would have to get rid of a guard, maybe yes. two for Karis LeVert and another one of those guys. I think Sabonis could definitely be off the list. Off the list in which way? I think if we try to get two out of their three, meaning. Um, Turner and Sabonis. Yes. I think we have to be ready to give up some things we don't want to give up. Exactly. So what I was thinking, Will, is realistically, we're not getting DeMontis, Sabonis, and Miles Turner, right? So if you were to just choose out of those two, either Sabonis at power forward or Turner at center, who would you have? Um, Keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind that DeMontis Sabonis makes $19.8 $19.8 million for three years, and Miles Turner makes $18 million for two years. So I've, I, I've always been a good – I like Miles Turner. He's really good. I think he would fit perfect at the center for us. But I really like Rob Will, and I yeah. think he'd pair well with Sabonis. Sabonis is a big guy. Like he, like he he, I, know uh, I want to say he's I know he plays – He's very he's very tall and like wide for someone that plays power forward and can like almost stretch to be a center. Like mm-hmm. like other than like the tip, he can play center. He can guard up and score. So like he can definitely do and rebound. So like he, he definitely can't he definitely can do it all. It's just like I I think we'll get more we'll get more from what we trade out of Turner but we'd be smarter if we decided to go for a package around Sabonis. I think we'd become a more complete team. So what I was thinking, Will, is 
I actually have a hypothetical trade for Sabonis. So I'm glad that you said okay. it. I'm glad that you said it. And here's what it involves. It's going to be actually kind of a big trade. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of really the only way that I think they'd accept it. Because as, as we know, they're looking for a rebuild, right? So they're going to need some yeah. young guys. The issue is they're short on their cap. We're short on our cap. Everybody in the NBA is short on their cap, right? So you kind of have to even those things out. And to do so, this was kind of the best result. I was kind of toying around with it in class. Uh, and this was the best result that came up across. And that's for them to give up DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb, he's only on a one-year deal. And then Goga Bidatse, who's a center for them. Solid. I don't know if you remember him. He's pretty good. I um, do. He's actually pretty good. What we'd have to give up is, first off, Al Horford is pretty much going to have to be in this contract or in this trade just because, yeah. of, his, just because of his contract. He's making uh, 27 mil over the next two years. So that's, that's going to be like the evening out. And um, Al Horford, I wouldn't say really even – is the main piece in this trade. The main piece in this trade are, are the three people that they're getting. And that's Aaron Neesmith, mm-hmm. Peyton Pritchard, and Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams, this is the perfect time to sell. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> We've been talking no, about I, trading I, Grant I, Williams forever, and he's doing hey, good he's now, and we're good. still talking about trading. He's like, perfect, we can trade him now. So, like, instead of being well, like, that, he's doing good. Like- that, that's like a realistic thing though like you have to keep in mind that like next year like one i don't think any of these three players will be available next year i'm gonna say that right now i i think any team that needs any three of those guys which a lot of teams need at least one would or would yes. love to have one and coming across the all-star break i think if the pacers deal all three right I think if they're smart, they won't let two go to the same team. Right. Agreed. They'll max they'll max out on Turner and Sabonis. They'll get a decent amount from Levert, and they'll actually piece together a pretty good young team, and they'll be competitive. Yes, exactly. If they're so. smart. If they're smart. So, like, and then at the same time, I feel like, obviously, I think – I think they just don't want to give us Miles Turner. I swear to God, we could offer them anything. And, I know. Like, they are I not still think they up. would ask for Jalen Brown. They won't give him to us. They know they don't want to give him to us. But the thing is now, we don't have Danny anymore. We have Brad. Brad's a whole new man. And Brad, yeah, I, Brad, I want to say, is from Indiana. Unless I'm bugging. Yeah. I could be bugging. I don't, I don't know why I thought, of, thought he was from Indiana. But I feel like he is. It's just like, I don't understand what the problem is. He is. Like, He's what? from Zionsville, Indiana. I just like, it, it's so weird because every single year we're like, oh, we're going to get Miles Turner at the trade deadline. <laughs> and then we just don't. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like, I know. they're just like, oh, we said that for the past Jaylen four Brown. years. They were like, they want, we, want, we want Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown. I'm like, what? I'm like, sure, I have half the team. Yeah, like that, that's not even possible. But yeah, no, I, I think we have a decent chance at getting at least one of them. I mean, because now with Brad Stevens, we have somebody who was the head coach over at Butler, which is obviously in Indiana. He's from Indiana, born and raised. It's going to be a nice little connection. That's how they do it. I mean, you, if you have the connection there, in, in which we do now. Oh, yeah. I think Brad it, will be fine making a move. The thing is, I, I think the, we'll be in a better situation than what we were I think, two years ago. What I think is Larry Bird is their owner. I think Larry didn't want to give. He's not. He's not their GM. But I think Larry didn't want to give. He's Danny the. He's the. Anything. He's the. He's the president of basketball operations. <laughs> he, he's that guy. He is that guy. I. So he kind of. He's the one. Say like Danny literally called his personal line. <laughs> Yes, dude. And, and I don't like, think I don't think Larry <laughs> wants to give anything to Dan. But no. I think he'd give something to Brad, you know. I think he'd give a nice little nice little offer for Brad. And Brad's gonna take it. Because Brad will do anything to it let us win. So, like, it we, won't we be Miles Turner. So we're no, we're shopping the for worst Sabonis. Part is, the, the worst part is is like if we get Sabonis and not Miles Turner, 
I'll be happy, but my mind will be blown on the fact that they literally like if they'll get worse. They they're more worse off from the idea of trading Sabonis than they were if they just accepted our stupid little package for Turner. Yeah, the thing is, like with Sabonis, like he's literally an all star. So what? Would yeah, they and they're just like, oh, for him. If you're gonna give if they him wanted away, that much for Turner, unquote, and what are you, yes, yeah. If you wanted Jalen Brown for Turner, what are you gonna want for Sabonis? You're gonna want Tatum. Like, like you're like, like what? Like at that point, if they were asking someone, like they'd be like, we want Katie. Like what? Here, here's another question, Will. Would you give up? Um, one sec. Let me figure it out. Would you give up um, Romeo Langford and Jalen Brown for Karis LeVert and DeMontis Sabonis? Because if there's a way, if, if you think about I it, Sabonis like and we, Brown are kind of around the same level. If not, I think Sabonis might be a little bit better for us. I, like, right now, I love JB. I, think, I, I do too. I think. Because they're going to want, like, see, the thing is, when you're rebuilding, like, we have two guys that you would love to rebuild around right now because it's, like, what we're kind of doing at the same time. Exactly. I feel like if we can get away, like, if we can get away with, I think if we get both Karasover and Sabonis, like, we'd be amazing. <laughs> the lights just went off in my room. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we would be amazing. But also, I don't. I don't want to like get rid of Jalen Brown at all. I feel like that's just not what we should do. If there's a way that we can use Neesmith, like we said before, like if we kept that same package that we kept for Zabonis and added a couple more things and maybe took like maybe G leaguers or something like that as well. Like if they like, or like low end bench players from them, right? just to get the contracts figured out. Just to get the contracts figured out, and we were giving them a bunch of young guys who are pretty good. Because like, I feel like if we give them that con, like first Sabonis, right, or if we add picks, or make it a three-team trade, and they also, you know what I mean? Like if we can get a three-team trade, I think that would be a three-team trade. True. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Pacers even do. Realistically, will I don't think we're getting anybody. Out of those, three. no, I honestly I don't think we will. But, but, but like, I mean, we just wanted to bring up hypothetical situations because if we actually want to win this year, we kind of have to make some moves. And an opportunity opened up, so like, if if, if we take that opportunity, to be great. I'm not 100 percent sure that we will, but at the same time, we haven't really seen Brad Stevens in the middle of the season as the DM. So who knows what he'll do? The the other thing I did want to say. Uh huh was just like a quick like outlook so what let's see um sorry just give me one sec um i'm just trying to figure out so we are 500 at the moment i think we've been floating around 500 for the last week and a half more than that it's been it's been at least more than that i believe right it yeah. so like right now we can i i'd say we're, we could comfortably say that we're around a 500 team if we make a trade at someone, we're above 500, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's clearly show. If we can stay 500 like this, like this long right now, I think that's pretty impressive for the team that we have. Obviously, I think that. I mean, I I did say that I feel like we're in a better situation now for the trade than we were two years ago. Yeah, when I we agree. originally started going for Turner, I don't know if we are in a better situation than we were two years ago in general. Yeah, but also at the same time, like our point guard situation, we didn't have one really. I mean, we had one, but it was inconsistent. It wasn't who it it was going to be because it was Kyrie putting up numbers, but not really actually even doing anything. Kind of putting up like I call it the Russell Westbrook numbers. It's just like numbers that really don't even matter to the game. Yeah. Or some people now say Luca. Like, that's kind of what Kyrie did for us. Like, he gave us highlights and, like, thanks, but we weren't winning. 
And then we had yeah. before that we had Isaiah. Kemba, or who, before and we had Isaiah was good. I, Isaiah was good, but like Isaiah realistically couldn't win a championship with us with him being like the number one player. Like Isaiah just really being a five nine point guard, like you really just cannot win championships like that. Like I would have loved to see it. And then we had Kemba, who just got hurt. Like as simple as that. Like that that if we still had Kemba like the way he was when he first came on this team, I think we we would have a championship. Oh my god! Oh my god! We I actually think we would because Kemba we would have made a move. We we would have we would have been smarter. I think yes. w- it all makes sense now, but I feel like because we knew Kemba was hard, we weren't going to win a championship if we made a move for a center, regardless. Yeah, so we just waited on it to see what our situation is going to be. the The tough part is still. I mean, we have Smart, we have Schroeder sharing the sharing the uh, point guard reps, right? And Schroeder's mm-hmm. on a one-year deal. Is Schroeder going to be our starting point guard for the next few years? So do we want to make a move this year? Or do we want to wait another you know, year? That's a good point. Because we don't even know who our starting that's, point guard is either. That, that's a good point. I also want to say if we want to end up, I think I think we should throw Smart in. Smart? How do you feel I, about I, that? I shopped around that. I don't mind the idea of losing Smart. If, if, if we're we getting something Karis. else, if we can get Levert for smart, yes. 100% like him, yes. Neesmith, and then we can also get Sabonis in that mix too, or Turner. I feel like we'd be luckier. I feel like we'd have a better chance of getting Levert and Turner than Levert and Sabonis. Sabonis. Right. I feel like if yeah, we no, get Sabonis, he's going to have to be on his own. If yeah, we were to get I two, was... I think it would be Turner and Levert. And Marcus Smart would – I would definitely get rid of Marcus Smart if we were going to get Levert and – because then Schroeder can still come off the bench and be fantastic and Levert can start. Or Levert can start on the bench first just so he can get his feeling and, like, yeah. get a feel for the team and everything like that and figure it out. And then we'll be in fantastic situation because Turner will start first game on, no doubt. Okay, so here's the thing. Smart just re-signed a contract, right? Um, mm-hmm. So he's on a five-year deal, so I don't know if they'd want that first off. I don't know if they'd want a five-year deal. Second off, um, we're not going to be able to trade him until January 20th because he just signed, and that's like the stipend rule or whatever it's called. I forget what rule it is. Oh, Do you remember yeah. in 2K? Do you remember in 2K when you used to want to trade somebody? I, I turned that off. You turned it off. Yeah. I turned that. But I that's that actually off. a thing as well, so <laughs> – January January 20th is when Marcus Smart is eligible to be moved. So if, if we're going to be looking at a Marcus Smart trade, it's not going to be for another month and a half. And um, we're definitely not moving shorter because he's going to be around the same because he obviously just signed with us as well. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the other names that we threw out, I think everybody else on the team is eligible to to get the get the boot. So Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I mean, out. if we want to wait, if we want to wait for Smart, I feel like I'm not saying this because I'm a Celtics fan. I'm just saying this because I know what Smart can do. If they're looking for someone to rebuild that team and they end up with Horford and Smart with a bunch of young guys, they'll be in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, realistically, you're getting two solid – like, you're getting one very, very solid veteran in in Horford, someone that will teach your young guys, the your young bigs, the way it should be done. And then you're getting Marcus Smart, who still has the energy of a young player – but has the mental mentality of a veteran and you'll be good with your yeah. guards. Right. But it's like, are they willing? I mean, I guess I could see that because it's like Sabonis is still kind of young, which that's why I'm surprised they're moving on from him. But um, Miles Turner, like it's like, bad. Miles Turner, I think if I'm the Pacers, I'm looking at the situation with the Thunder where it didn't really work out with Al Horford. But at the same time, then I'm going to come look at the Celtics situation, and it's working perfectly with Al Horford and Rob Will. And he's, Rob Will is playing the best season he's ever played. Al Horford's having a very good season as well. It's, yeah. like, it, it, But that's what's tough. It's like, what side are they going to look at? Are they going to look at what happened with the Thunder? Are they going to look at the second stint with the Celtics? Well, that's why I think Sabonis would fit better because, like, the Al Horford-Sabonis swap, if, like, not like in terms of our rotation – if we were to switch them in our rotation, it would, I feel like it would translate equally. Right. I also feel like if Al Horford's not involved and Marcus Smart is, I feel like they might want Rob Will. I, I do too. I, Rob I Will's like they, name is going to get tossed around by other teams. And I think the Celtics are going to shut it down right away. 
Because Rob Will straight up has something brewing where he is a walking double-double. Every single night, he's going to get you at least 10 and 10. And some nights, he'll get you 15 and 10. And some nights, he'll get you 10 and 15. So, like, he's really no not joke. that we can get rid of. Like, it, this might sound like, like, I'm just going to say it. That might be the best double-double you can get every game. Yes. No, like, it literally is. I think, like, I like some, like, because I know we talk about, like, the Russell – Westbrook triple double and you yeah, lose no, exactly, or like or like the bat the Brad Beal triple double and you or fifty point triple double and you still lose the game. Like he'll give you fifteen and ten and you'll win the game and like you'll know he got you fifteen and ten, but like he won't stand out. His double double exactly. won't stand out. His, and it doesn't need to. His fifteen points are important and his ten rebounds are even more important. Like his rebounds are like he's fighting for those rebounds in the middle of the game where every basket matters and his points are coming when the rest of the offense can't get things going and he needs to help them out. And, and he gets the open dunk. He gets an open alley-oop. And the Rob Will alley-oops are, like, awesome. I feel like they're also I, – I, I was just going to say, he might be one of the best pick-and-roll players in the league in, like, yes. two years. And, and his, his not, he's, he's already top ten. He's already His alley-oops, 10. like, aren't even really flashy. It's just, like, they're so successful and they're so consistent on how good he is. And he's at- very – he's – and he's very explosive off of his jump. So, yeah. like, you notice him when he gets up because he really look up. Yeah, like, he's up there. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't know if you have anything else, but I think I, I've said everything I've needed to say. Um, I do have one more thing. It's not related at all to anything that what we talked about today, but we have talked about this sport in the past. And um, Tiger's back next week. Let's go. Tiger is back next week. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, Tiger. Excited. Him and, him and Charlie. Goat. The GOAT, Tiger. The reason I golf. Probably the reason Will golfs. I don't know if that's true. Yep. The, um, the reason much. why pretty much every single person under the age of 25 golfs is back. So, he, he's, he's the GOAT. He's our GOAT. At least, like I, I don't see yeah. any other situation where he wouldn't be the goat for everybody. But I mean, yeah. So I'm happy to see Tiger back. Tiger back with a son who is going to be the next Tiger. Will be electric. Which is going to be sick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's like really good. He's he really is good. good. He's young, but he's good. So yeah, um, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. We will see you guys next week. Uh, me and Will got finals. But we're going to try to get two episodes mm-hmm. out next week. Um, and that's why we only had one this week. Also, Will has been sick. Um, Will's been sick for like a month now. For, Will, Will's had yeah. some bad beats um, in the world yeah. of sicknesses. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good weekend. We will see you next weekend. And peace. Peace. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.